Yesterday, Kyle Shanahan attempted to explain why some of his players said they didn't know the Super Bowl overtime rules. Kyle said he and his staff had gone over potential overtime strategy and preparation for the Super Bowl, but had not talked to the players about the new playoff overtime rules that came into play about two years ago. So here's what Kyle said yesterday. We told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. So Kyle, of course, told CBS right after the game that he wished his team could have scored a touchdown and not given Patrick Mahomes another chance when the new rules would have given the Chiefs another chance anyway. So Keyshawn, does Kyle's explanation yesterday make you feel any better about the way he handled Sunday night's overtime? Man, I, I don't know, Skip. I'm, I'm so stressed out behind this thing, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I'm in your boat. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm like really stressed out yeah. about the players not knowing. Because if, if Kyle Shanahan just simply said, you know what? I should have told my team I screwed this thing up. You know, if he approached it that way, we wouldn't even keep talking about it every single day. He wouldn't get asked a question every single day about it. Now, ultimately, you say, would that have any effect of the outcome of the game? I disagree with you. Because if, 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 <clears throat> if you tell me the overtime rules, and I know them in my head, tidbit reminder. Now, you say you told some of the staff. Even the quarterback, Brock Purdy, said, I talked to Brian Greasy, <coughs> gave me tidbit reminder. Right before Right overtime. before. Yes. That's cool. That's okay. good. Yeah. Did the other coaches do that? Because the fullback Apparently says no. But, 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 but wait, though, Richard, don't try to defend the 49ers. I'm not trying to defend it. Don't try, try to defend, defend Kyle. Let I'm, about me finish. To, I'm about to defend common sense. Let me, let me finish. So if I knew certain things became a sense of heightening, a sense of urgency, yeah. mm -hmm. right, I know I've got to do certain things. My focus is different than it normally might be. Even on the Super Bowl stage, if, I, if you just give me a nudge right before I break the huddle and you say, hey, you got to lift the coverage key because you got somebody coming on the inside going out. Yep. I'm going to try to run 99.9 .9 million miles an hour. I'm going to take the widest release out of bounds to the water jugs and get around because I know the importance of it. your life that, depends on it. And so right. when you know certain things, yeah. that lineman that missed, mm -hmm. maybe if he just, maybe it helps him. But that's just me. No. That's the way I approach the game. Yeah. That's the I problem, don't know, man. Richard. That's the problem. Because, that's the way I approach because, it. Because this conversation is so asinine. It's idiotic. Because not only did Kyle and our coaches remind him, it was on the damn Jumbotron mm -hmm. for everybody to see okay. before had overtime started. Well, I'm not sure every player's I'm literally about to say one, one, one second. second. One second. You said, right. one you second. know damn well Richard yeah. players one, ain't one looking second. at no Jumbotron. I, but I'm sitting here saying, yes, I know players are looking at the oh. damn Dumbo, Jumbotron. The whole game, guys look at the Jumbotron because they said it after the game. Mm. The players said, hey, it was on the Jumbotron, mm -hmm. but I didn't know until I read it on the Jumbotron. So, okay, but so several now, said they just didn't know. So that's idiotic. Okay. Skip, right. Skip, you play this game. These rules aren't crazy. They're not simple. But then even if you, even if you don't know, Skip, you, I know if I score seven points, if I score a touchdown, they got to at least match that. Mm -hmm. So when I'm going out there, I'm in an overtime game. 
overtime of any sport is all holds barred. Like, this is do or die. And you're telling me, I didn't know this was do or die. That's why I missed this block. You have lost your damn mind. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here believing that because if you're playing the game like that and you're saying in overtime of the Super Bowl, the last game of the season, that I'm holding something back because I didn't know this rule, mm. then, Skip, I don't, I, then maybe you don't okay. need to play and, anymore. And maybe you point, don't need to be playing To, to your point, Yushchev said yesterday, hey, I didn't know, but it didn't matter because I'm just going to play the same way anyway. They, they're all going to play right. the same. This is the Super Bowl. This isn't a preseason game. This yeah. isn't a regular season game. Right. This isn't a playoff. This is the Super Bowl. This is everything you've ever dreamed of. If you're not giving your all every play, Key, you sitting there saying, if I knew the rules and I'm going 9,000 miles. Well, if you're not going 9,000 miles per hour you, you, every play, you, then what are we doing? You can't sit here and tell me and sell to the audience, Richard, that if you knew something, you wouldn't become extra locked and loaded, laser focused, man. I'm telling these people I'm not locked and focused. No, you can, you can be locked and loaded, every but you're going to make sure you are crossing and dotting everything. If I'm in overtime of the Super Bowl, I am crossing every I and dotting every team. I might not so make why, every so why, so, so why didn't the 49ers do that, but the Kansas City Chiefs did? How come Andy Reid was what, what, smart what, enough to. Because, because their right guard, Spencer Buford, whiffed on a play. He had a brain fart at the worst possible time in the biggest game of his life. He's a human being. I'm sorry they're not robots. I'm, I can't, I'm sorry Kyle Shanahan didn't go in there and block Chris Jones himself or sit there and well, I don't think that would go well. It, it, would, it wouldn't go well at all. But the kid admitted the mistake, and that's all it came down to. This isn't coming down to. Kyle Shanahan didn't call the right plays. He had two wide-open guys on the play. You block that guy, it's a touchdown either way. So we're sitting here speculating about this, that, and a second. When he called a play that had two men wide open to score a touchdown on third and five, third and so five. Why, so why is it even a conversation then? Because they didn't score. Because he let him through. Chris Jones got the pressure. It's an incompletion. They kicked the field goal. Mahomes goes down and scores a touchdown. That's why it's a conversation. It's really a conversation because they elected to get the ball opposed to giving it to the Kansas City Chiefs at the start of overtime. But, but, but That's why so, it's a conversation. So, 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 so let's put it like this. If, if, if they give the ball to the Kansas City Chiefs, well, I, I hate playing the F game, but I'm going to play with you guys today. They give the ball to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City goes on a seven-play touchdown drive. Brock Purdy and the guys go down. They get yeah. stopped on downs. They lose the game. You're sitting here like, oh, Kyle Shanahan, like, why, why would you give it to Mahomes right after an 11-play drive? Like, you're going to do it either way because they lost. You're going to say they're wrong either I'll, way. I'll buy that. Probably. And, but I told you yesterday, I don't have any problem with taking the ball because I, it, rules or no rules, if you take it and just ram it right down their throat and you go up by seven in overtime, I'll take that every time. That's a lot of pressure. Yes, it is. So, Even so on Patrick Richard, Mahomes, it's a lot of pressure. Should Kyle Shanahan have addressed the team with the overtime rules? It's a simple yes or no. No. Okay. I, I won a Super Bowl. We didn't address not in overtime. Okay. Not that Pete Carroll, we went, we went to two Super Bowls, didn't address an overtime rule in either one of them. You know why? Because we had players who cared. We had players who cared. I guarantee you we went to we go into overtime. We play in the same way from the first quarter to the last quarter to overtime. We okay. play in the week. I, I like my coaches to address every situation. Did yeah. your coach address it when y'all went to the Super Bowl? I don't remember. Exactly. I, 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 don't I highly remember. doubt it. I don't know. I highly okay. doubt it. But back then, we knew the overtime rules anyway. Richard, right, because you're pro. You know who didn't do Kyle any favors was Andy Reid right after the game. He said, oh, Kyle is brilliant. 
But we as a staff had carefully gone over this and our analytics That's all I'm saying. our analytics show that you defer on these rules over time kick. I, I, he I hear, said that right I after the game. It it indicted Kyle. It but, made but, him, but did yeah. it I mean you can say this, but they he's also lost the Super Bowl. Really? He lost the Super Bowl 31 to 9. What did your analytics say that day? Did we, were they perfect or were they on? You yeah. got blown out in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Like so I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh man, you you make all these analytics, you you make the best decisions." Like you've still lost in the Super Bowl. You've gotten blown out in the Super Bowl. So like right. let's not go here talking about oh, Okay, man, here I'm asking another every question. step of it. Let's ask you another question. Would you have liked Kyle Shanahan to go over every possible scenario in the Super Bowl? No. I don't care about that. I'm not, I'm not concerned, and it's really not a talking point, because if he blocks the man and they score a touchdown, am I sitting here like, man, he wouldn't have scored that touchdown if Kyle wouldn't have gone over I just, and over. I like, Skip, I like to know everything. Yeah, I understand. But, that's not, but you won Super Bowls, and you, you don't know, even know if they went over everything. No, I don't know that, but okay. I'm assuming we did. So, Richard, here's the biggest picture of this, and I'm trying to like Kyle because I do like him, and Wayne just swears by him, and you swear by him, so I take that to my mental, emotional bank. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that he now has had three double-digit leads in, th th what, three Super Bowls. One, one is a play caller, and the other two is a head coach. And the fact remains, it's murky whether Kyle understood the rule from what he said to CBS right after the game on Saturday night, which... It bothers me a little bit about Kyle in the biggest picture. If we step back from all, all that we're talking about, whether the players knew or not, let's, that's ultimately, let's say that's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. but did he know? Did he know? Because it came across in what he said to, I think it was Evan Washburn on CBS right after the game, that one remark that he made that we played yesterday mm -hmm about, I wish we had gone and scored a touchdown so Patrick didn't get the ball back. Mm -hmm. It indicated he wasn't completely aware of the new rules change of a couple of years back. That's what concerns me about Kyle, given the fact that of the three double-digit blown leads, it doesn't speak well. It doesn't look but good. It it's a bad look for Kyle Shanahan. It doesn't make a difference, no. Skip, and that's what I'm saying. I'm no, saying it, do, it does make it, a difference, it, it Richard, really, it really, in terms of Kyle. It, it really, it, it doesn't make because a difference. Because if Kyle knew the rules, maybe he He's not going maybe, for it on fourth. No, He's not I'm going saying, for it on I'm fourth. Right if there. he knew the rule, instead of saying what Skip just said to the reporter, that indication... Maybe he does something different but, but at that I, point in time. I, he went for a touchdown. He was going to try to score a touchdown in that drive. He's, that's what he's saying there. So no matter what, he's going his best, trying his best to go score a touchdown on that drive. That's not changing. The, they, he, and they no, did. He's doing the, his they best. They went 66 yards in 13 plays. It was a lot of plays. But he okay. then turned around and said he didn't want to give Patrick Mahomes <laughs> the ball. What, How do you what, explain that? What, what I'm saying is he scores right there. Patrick scores. He scores again, Patrick never sees it again. What I'm saying is, no matter what, if Patrick gets the ball first and he scores, and then San Francisco scores, and he goes and scores again, San Francisco will never so sees it think, again. So you think Kyle Shanahan knew the rule? I think Kyle Shanahan knows the overtime. Okay. Yes. All right. I would hope so. So we also talked yesterday about if Kyle had simply stepped to the microphone after the game and said, the reason I chose to take the football was we had just played defense for a long time. What was it? Uh, 11 plays. 11 plays. It was 11 plays, 64 yards and 11 plays. If he had just simply said,
my defense is gassed. I got to take the football, and I wanted to take the football. Then we'd all say, oh, I, I like that. Instead, I had to wait till yesterday when he had John Lynch sit beside him at the press <coughs> session that they did, which was a little suspicious to me because Kyle's his own man. He can speak for himself. I don't remember John doing a lot of co-press conferences with Kyle. And if we could see, then John made that point for so are him. You, are you saying that maybe Lynch was going... Here's what John had to say during this session sitting next to Kyle. I think it was 11 play drive that we just closed the game with. And when you're playing Mahomes, you're chasing them a lot, you know, so there's a lot of effort that's expended. I think, you know, the context from there is you, you need some time to get fresh. And so all those things play into it. And, and those, those were sound decisions. And look, do, I, do I think okay. there's some truth to that? Yes. And what made me go back to that, and, and, and this will burn Skip rear end up, Bill Belichick had a similar decision in a game against the Indianapolis Colts. And Tom Brady and I remember it well. Yep. Backed up. Mm -hmm. Fourth and two. It was. And they came about this far from getting the first down. Mm -hmm. Backed up. They were on like their own 10-yard line. And everybody was saying, why would you do this? First thing Belichick did when he stepped to the mic is explain to everybody, did you see our defense? <laughs> Did you see our defense against Peyton Manning? I'd rather let Tom Brady yeah. finish it off okay. if he can, rather than Good point. put this ball in that dude's hands. Right. Same thing. If, like you said, you step up and you say this, we're not even having these conversations. Right. It's easy, much easier to step up and win and say it than you just lost. No, they lost. They lost New the England game. lost that game. Mm -hmm. They lost on fourth and two. He threw it to... Uh, Kevin Falk and Kevin did. Falk caught it at like the inch line, and and the game was over. Mm. Heartbreak. It was a heartbreaker. But he stepped up, like Skip said, and said, "Hey, I didn't want Peyton Manning with the football in his hands because our defense sucks." Yeah, I just I just feel like hindsight's twenty twenty either way, and this conversation is the same. Everybody's like, you know, hey. He should have he gave the ball to Patrick Mahomes. And then if Patrick Mahomes drove down the field on a tired defense and it looked easy and he scored seven points and then Kyle doesn't score because he's not kicking a field goal in that situation, you're going for it because you have to go catch up. And then everybody's like, well, why would you give it to Mahomes in that situation knowing that your defense is tired? So it's like the criticism is going to come either way. And it's not because of the overtime rules. It's because they didn't score. And – it, it's going to come down, you know, it never comes down in one play, Skip. It never yeah. comes down in one play. There was that mistakes one play, made all night. All night. Mistakes, the, 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 the hot pass to Ayuk where he went to uh, Juwan Jennings instead of Ayuk and McDuffie batted it down. There were, there were plays that could have been made throughout the night. But on that specific play, for the game, you had a blown assignment against the, the best player on their defense. That's going to loom large. And that's the reason we're having this conversation because if that block happens – we're saying he scored, and maybe Mahone scored, and maybe they go back and forth again later on in the game, but we're not saying, we're not saying this about the rules. Could that blown assignment be attributed to a coaching mistake? No, that's, no. The kid literally said, I knew my assignment. I went with my instincts instead of my assignment. I should have fanned. My instincts had me clamp down. Mind-boggling. But, but it really isn't. There's so many times. It was just the kid being honest. Because there's so many mistakes in games and Super Bowls that really come down to that. It comes down to a brain fart. Well, it got to be in the Super Bowl. It can be in a normal game. It, normal game. But and this it comes. Is the, this, this is the flashpoint. But that's, Th this is, but that's why it, I, it, I go back to focus. Yeah. Sometimes I, in I, certain I, situations, I you. Yeah. you lock in differently. I don't care what nobody say. You just do. It's almost like test in school. Yeah, I know it. 
but I know that this has got, yeah. this is so important, I can't go out tonight. So, I got to study. But sometimes the moment is just too big for the kids. And so sometimes the play of the game, mm -hmm. if you cash it, you just might win the Super Bowl. But that's a reason. And you don't block by far, to yep. me, the best defensive player on the field. Right. The best player on the field, you do not touch well, him. Well, you identify him in pregame anyway or no. preparation. You already know what 95 going to be at all times. He, he saw the pressure. He panicked. He said, hey, that's what he said. That's <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. He said he panicked. He panicked, and he went for the linebacker instead of Chris Jones. But the linebacker's further back. He's less of a threat. Yeah, but the first dude I'm looking at is 95. Is 95. Period. And so Period. when you panic and you make mistakes, that's hard for me to put on coaching because you can't coach that out of kids. Some players are, are clutch players. Well, he shouldn't be on the field. He shouldn't have been. Feliciano was the starter, and Feliciano got hurt earlier in the game. And Understood. That's why he had to play. Backup player makes yeah. a backup mistake. So allow me to say this. You didn't lose a Super Bowl because you played in one and you won it. But you did lose a couple, even though, boy, it was close on both of them. Right. You had chances to win those two, but you lost them. And what strikes me is you lost your last one with a young 49ers team right. that is now maturing. Better. And all of a sudden, it loses barely in overtime the Super Bowl, and the sky has fallen on this team. And we're going to talk in just a few minutes. Ayuk seems to be upset, and Joey Bosa is – seemingly pointing the finger at the defensive coordinator. And it's just fallout is everywhere, as you know, from the Super Bowl you lost to Brady and Belichick. It's just the sky falls. It's just, it's yeah. just one of those moments. Yeah. They're, they're just in, in turmoil. They're in hurt. You know what I mean? You're right after the Super They're in hurt. Oh. They're in hurt. This is, this, is, this is a, you know, there's a cycle of, of pain that, you know, you go through hurt, the regret, then you go to denial, and then you And then, and then, you, then you want to blame whoever. Him. I'm going to blame Everybody him. blames. Yeah. And then Brandon Ayuk's yeah. frustrated. Hey, I felt like I'm a 1,300-yard receiver. Yeah. I could have made a bigger impact than three catches in a game. I needed more targets. I'm frustrated. He'll get over that. They'll all come back. They'll have conversations. He's under contract. But right now, they're hurt. But your legion of boom, I can look back at that Malcolm Butler interception as the right. point of no return. Well, no, what, what happened after that was a meeting with Pete Carroll where he ruined it. He ruined it. And we've talked about yeah. that many times where he sat there and, and said, hey, I need you guys to practice different. I need you guys to approach things different. And we're like, then, <laughs> then, 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 like, we're a bunch of wild dogs. Now, you want us to be tame dogs? Like, you understand, you... This is how, what you loved about it. I love, yeah. I love coaches. I love Co <laughs> coaches are unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. You've been letting me do it this way all the time. We lose because you make the dumbest mistake in the history of sports. Now you want us to change. Yeah, you want us to change. And, and uh, we, it, it was, I, I'll never forget Earl Thomas. He's like, so you, so you don't want me to practice? He was like, no, no, no. I want you to practice. Just not do the things that you did. It's like, nah, I feel like you Co don't want me to practice. Coaches are unbelievable. Yep. All right, up next, I'm fascinated by this. What was going on with Tom Brady, quote-unquote, handing the keys to Patrick Mahomes right after the 2018 AFC Championship game in Kansas City? Andy Reid uh, told Peter King about how Tom Brady came to the Chiefs locker room following the 2018 AFC Championship game at Arrowhead and passed the keys to Patrick Mahomes. Andy raved about Mahomes, saying he makes the difficult look easy at the highest possible level in the whole world. There's only 32 in the whole world, 
and he's the special of the special. I watched Tom Brady turn the keys over to him, which was cool. Tom said, hey, this is your league now, man. Keyshawn, your reaction to Brady turning over the keys after the 2018 championship? I think it's great, Skip. Yeah. Uh, if Brady, okay, so Brady, 2018, he retired in 2022. Two. Mm -hmm. So what's that, four years? Mm -hmm. That's the end. The end is near. <laughs> he realized, he realized that I'm going to be exiting at some point in time. This is bird and magic to Michael. Mm. This is Michael to Kobe. Mm. This is Kobe to LeBron. This is here, you guys. I'm getting close to the end. Mm. I still got a few more years to play, and I might win one or two more championships. But you're here to stay. I'm leaving, and here's the keys. Mm. I, it's great. I, I tip my hat off to him because a lot of people, they, they don't have to do that. They don't have to stick their heads and embrace another player that's great like you or could be great like you. Mm. I like it. Look, huh? I, I love Tom as much as anybody. As, as a competitor, yeah, as you a played friend, with him. as yeah. a teammate. Yeah. <laughs> we talk all the time. Good friend of mine now. You know, we went through our, through our, through our battles. But I don't know about this, Skip. Like, I, I, I guess you walk into an opponent's locker room after you just sent them home in the playoffs yeah. and ended their season, as a quarterback of that opposing team, to say anything, I don't think it's, I don't think it's in, in, in good faith. Now, when it happened to him and Drew Brees, him and Drew Brees were friends. He went out there and played catch with his <laughs> sons as Drew Brees yeah. was retiring. He also cool just, sent him, yeah, just sent him home. He had just sent him home, but it's a cool moment between two legends. It was. But I'm not in your locker room. Okay. It would, if, if Tom had lost that game, and walked in that locker room and said that, then I would have said, hey, that's, that's really incredible. That's a really cool moment by Tom. But for him to go in there and say, I'm passing you the torch, it sounds good, Skip. It sounds good when we talk about it right now. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes, as the competitor he is, whose season just got over, I'm frustrated as ever. You coming in here and telling me that, like, if you don't get out of my face, if you don't get out of my well, face, Andy, one second. If you don't get out of my face because you just I'm beat with me. you on this. And yep. then you go on to say you're passing me the torch. Okay, I got you. Then guess what? Two years later, I see you in the Super Bowl. I thought I had the torch. You beat him 31 to 9. Yeah, but that, I, I thought I had the torch. But, that's but not, you beat him 31 but to 9. What's the point? I pass you the torch don't mean all of a sudden I'm not going to beat you. He didn't pass him anything but mm. an L, two L's. He passed him two L's. Mm. And so it would come off genuine if, if, if you said Patrick beat him and he came over there and said, hey, you got me? Like this I, 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 think it, I think it's cool because I think Brady it, realized the end is coming, and he'd rather do it now than it, do it later. It, That's just me. But it, it sounds you know. good if the end was near, but he went on to beat him in a Super Bowl. Yeah. I understand. I understand he, that. What, what are you going there? You didn't know that he was going to see Patrick what, Mahomes what, in that Super Bowl until he got there. Right. But what did he, what did he go in there? Did he go in that locker room again and say, "Hey, I'm, oh, I'm still bad"? <laughs> no, no, because that's ridiculous. Keyshawn. Yes. I've said this for years about Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah, because he will say the right thing mm -hmm. all the time, but he doesn't always say the real thing. And I can make a case he was actually twisting the knife a little bit on Patrick by going straight to his locker room and saying, kid, I'm going to hand you the keys. He just handed him the biggest L of his career. He just beat him at his house at Arrowhead with the greatest overtime performance I've ever seen. And again, the old rules were in place, so you could just go score. And if you go score 
touchdown. It's over. It's over. So I'm going to show you real quickly what Tom Brady had just done minutes before he went to the Chiefs locker room. If we could see three straight third and ten. He faces third and ten, and he goes, Edelman, that was a sweet throw. That was pretty well covered. And he goes, Edelman again. Nice. And he goes, Gronk. These are third and tens. This is virtually impossible. And he does it, bing, 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 in a row. And they go down, they ran the ball down the stretch, and Burkhead scored from two yards out. Touchdown, game over. I'm going to his locker room. And I'm going to hand him – no, I'm not going to hand him the baton. I'm actually going to keep it. I'm going to hit him over the head with it because I'm going to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit him over the head with the baton. A couple of years later, Y'all I think I'll conspiracy. just – It's no, not but, conspiracy. But, Come on, man. The head coach is a great thing. It's not, it's not conspiracy. Okay, so, it's just what happened. So Bill and Robert push him out the back door in New England. He says, you know what? I think I'll go to Tampa. I didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody saw it coming. It made sense after you thought about it because you say, wait a second. They got two receivers who made the pro- – two? Yeah, they got but they lot. went seven and nine. Well, Jameis is throwing to the other team like, like crazy. He's right. fumbling the ball yeah, he like made crazy. All the, he made all the right decisions yeah. to go okay. to Tampa. That he was made the right, the right move. You want to talk about a little sleeping giant. If you went to the Raiders or something like that, we probably um, would be having okay. that conversation. All right. There you go. I want him to go to the Dallas Cowboys. We probably wouldn't be having that conversation because Jerry would have mucked it up somehow. But the point was, he said, I'm going there. And everybody said, they're seven and nine. What are you doing? It's a pandemic. You don't have time to practice. So he's taking his receivers to the park and it's quarantined. And the park ranger is coming over and say, you guys can't do this here. It's the law says you cannot do this. No, we we just we just got to get ready. And you know what? The history happened. They go win the Super Bowl, but they they beat this guy 31 to 9. Right. Okay? So to me, that is the ultimate sort of football assassin, wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, you can you look know, at it that you know. way if you want to. I'm not looking at it like what, that, what, though. Be, I'm just looking at it as a simple gesture as he's passing the keys along, like Bird and Magic did, like, 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 like Kobe did, like Matt, Michael did. That's all that's how I'm looking let's, at it. Let's look at it like this in basketball terms. If Kobe and Jordan... Played in the final. We never got to see it, but let's, let's just imagine. Perfect world. Well, we almost and, did. And, but, and Jordan beat Kobe. Beat him bad. Beat him 4-1 in the series. <laughs> and went into the locker room after. It was like, I'm, I'm passing you the torch. <laughs> and then played him two years later and beat him again. <laughs> We'd be sitting there like, I don't know if Jordan really meant. Yeah, but I, I don't not, know if you really I'm meant me passing the torch. I'm looking at it that way. I'm looking at Brady's coming close to the end. There was already rumblings in New England about yeah, the fallout that they was having well, with Belichick. Bill had already told Robert yeah, exactly. He's done. So I'm yeah. looking at it from that standpoint. I'm not looking at it from the standpoint that he's sticking a knife in him and twisting it. And the only reason, doing that. The only reason I'm looking at it like that because there's plenty of time to reach out. You can reach out all season. I can I can see you anytime. Yes. I'm gonna reach out at, you the, can. at the most vulnerable point. You can. At, at, Tom, you, Tom you ain't can. talking to nobody. He lose the AFC championship and he's not recognizing it. He lose the AFC championship. But, he's as much of a competitor as anybody I know. Different when Tom is doing it opposed to me. I'm not talking to Tom. I'd have told Tom to get the hell out of my locker room. I don't give a damn who you are. You would have. I mean, I that's agree. just the, Patrick. I don't care who you are. Yeah. But Patrick, obviously, as a young guy had a different foul respect for him, and so he must have listened to him. He, he yeah. listened because you And Andy Reid liked it. Right? Hey, just like me, I hey, liked it. Richard Sherman would have told Tom, get the hell out get of up, my get life. Up, you up. just would have because you would have still been worked up, emotional, raw, raw edge. I might have listened to him and not said yeah. anything. Just just look down like, yeah. I got you, bro. Like, yeah. 
that's that's yeah. good. I mean, that's enough. Like, I'm not not today. Tomorrow. Let's talk tomorrow. Because right now I got to deal with this. <clears throat> and then what kills it is because we're gonna have this goat debate. Like like we're having it all the time. Go go go. Who's the goat? And as as time goes and Patrick gets closer with in terms of championships, this is gonna loom large because. Y'all went head to head. Kobe and Jordan never went head to head. Yeah, but I can't. I can't base that off going head to head on that conversation. <laughs> well, I just can't. You should. You got to factor I can't it because it, it, I'm not because if I do that, I'm gonna break down his offensive line, his age versus a veteran who's been there six but, other but even times. Even Patrick said the other I'm day after right after the game, sitting out on the field to right. NFL Network, he says it's gonna be tough to catch him because he beat me. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be, yeah, it, yeah but, of course. But that's going to be tough to in, catch in a conversation, if we ever had head-to-head matchups in finals Ooh, seven with, is Jordan, hard, Skip. with Jordan and Kobe, that would factor into the conversation. Definitely. Even if everything was even, it'd be like, well, they played. Kobe was in his third year, but he's in his prime. He went an eight, and he yeah. lost to Jordan. And yeah, Jordan I, I, don't look, I don't look at it the same with Patrick Mahomes being in his, whatever, third year or whatever year it was. And Brady in like his 19th year. I just don't yeah. look at it the same. No, I got it. But it's like Brock sure. Purdy in his second year <laughs> losing to Patrick Mahomes, who's been there multiple times. I don't look at it yeah. the same. You remember the 92 Dream Team Olympics? Yes. That was when Magic and Larry Bird yes. told Michael, it's over, it's your it's The league your, is yeah, now yours. yours because it was over. Yeah. And they it knew is. it. Bird could barely play. His back was a wreck. Magic was kind of on his last legs. And they're, they're just saying, hey. And I look at it this way for Brady. Brady's having some issues in New England. I don't know what's going on in his personal life and everything else that's going on. He knows he's probably not going to be in New England long. He wasn't sure when he left what the next stage is. He wasn't 100% sure he was going to win the Super Bowl and go to Tampa. There's no way to know that. I just think he knew in his heart of hearts he was not done. done. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He's done now. (laughs) He's done now. He, he, He left. With a ring off, off, off Patrick. We handed the baton to him. Woj and Ramona Shelburne reporting that both the, the Warriors and the Sixers reached out to the Lakers before the trade deadline, wanting to trade for LeBron James. Of course, LeBron had posted that hourglass whose time had run out, which led Warriors owner Joe Lacob, Sixers GM Daryl Morey, to wonder if LeBron was sending a message that he wanted out. So according to Woj, Joe Lacob, encouraged, of course, by Steph and especially by Draymond Green, went directly to Lakers owner Jeannie Buss to inquire about LeBron. Jeannie said she wasn't interested in trading LeBron, but referred Lacob to Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, to get LeBron's feelings on being traded. Ultimately, according to Woj, LeBron said he did not want to be traded. So Keyshawn, let's boil this down. Does LeBron have a better chance to win with the Lakers this year or if he had chosen to go to the Warriors? Better chance to win it all. Man, what, 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 what would have been left with the Warriors, though? It would depend on whether it was a draft pick deal yeah. as opposed to a player deal. Well, I got to get yeah. some players in return. Yeah. Yeah. I can't just take draft picks. I'm trying to compete this year. At least Steph and Draymond. Probably Clay, just because the loyalty they have to those. Okay, yeah. you're you're saying that they would keep, keep them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think Clay. So you, Clay the big three stays. Yes. Okay. So you're getting rid of Wiggins, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Kaminga, mm-hmm. and then some other stuff. Yeah. I don't. 
don't know. I think he has a better shot in L.A. if they can stay healthy. Because Anthony Davis is better than everything that Golden State has right now. That is correct. He, I know it's hard because is, of Steph. I get it. It's still Steph. But he's better for his team right now than Steph Curry is for his team. Agreed. He's just better That's fair. right now. So with that being said, I think being in L.A. with the other pieces, they got Dan Woody, they just got him, picked him up. He played about 30 minutes last night. See what that is. Well, he looked pretty good. Yeah, but I'm saying you got to see what it is over time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's probably better just stay right here in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think staying in L.A. is the better move. You know, they, they have some kind of continuity, some mm-hmm. kind of chemistry. You know, they, it, it, this is the second year, and we saw what they were able to do. You know, they went on this run right now, and they're like, yeah, of course, this is the lineup that we went to the, to the conference finals with. Of course we're having success. But they haven't always played up to that, that standard. And so I think it's tough to develop chemistry. I know great players together. We talked about the Clippers when they first got together, and they were struggling. Would they go three and seven before they went on this incredible yep. run with these great players? But it took them a second to vibe, to understand how to play with one another, how to, how to interact, who, who runs the point, who runs this set, who runs that set. So I think it'd be an adjustment because these guys, Steph, Clay, Draymond, have played together their entire careers. Yep. And so LeBron is the kind of player that can plug and play and, and fit anywhere. But to Key's point, in the playoffs, your bench matters. And if your bench is decimated because they just did, traded everything for LeBron, then it gets, you know, the trade deadline is passed. There's not a lot you can do. So I think he's the best chance with the Lakers. Mm. You seem to barely agree, right? Like you're, you're well, still Well, because I know... <laughs> I know the talent that those three guys have. Yeah, they have in Golden State serious playoff experience. And they playoff have championship experience. experience. Okay, but the problem it. is, when I start looking down the line, I go six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, what is that? I'm not yeah. gonna go ten deep. All right. Anyway, I'll probably go eight deep at the max. Yeah. But what is that? What's my six, seven, and eight? All right. This is a no-brainer for me because I watched LeBron and AD take care of Golden State in the second round last year with relative ease, yeah. I thought. And they had Jordan Poole, who could light you up occasionally when he got hot-handed. Yeah, he didn't shoot it well. No, he did not shoot it well. But it went six games, and it felt like five games to me. And all I know is when I picked the Lakers this year before the season started to win it all, I'm a fan of Rob Polinkas. I liked what he did at the trade deadline, and I liked even more the pieces he added to the puzzle this offseason. Unfortunately, to your point, Keyshawn, they cannot get or stay healthy. It's just one thing after another. And I know they're smaller pieces, but they're critical pieces to this puzzle. Mm-hmm. Because Gabe Vincent, I keep I'm going to say it a thousand times on the show, he can play doing what he does because he's fearless and he can shoot it in big games, in big moments. He made so many big shots for the Miami Heat. I was a big Heat fan on their run against Boston last year in the playoffs. He had two big games. He had a big game against Denver in game two, the only game that they won in that series at Denver. He just, he'll take and make big shots. He would have been a nice part of the rotation. I'm not calling him even a starter. He just comes in and makes shots. They need three-point shooting because they have not shot it well all year. They're starting to take off. They've right. won five out of six. Jared Vanderbilt can defend at the highest level. He's got. He's like you. You know, like he, he's that kind of perimeter defender. He can just lock you up and lock you down. 
and he hurt his foot again. And they're even talking about, does he need surgery? And I'm like, what are we doing? And Cam Reddish, he has his moments because he's, he's athletic. He, he's an NBA body player. And he was doing some nice things with and for LeBron. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. He's gone. Help me out. Christian Wood finally got back in the rotation. I've always liked him because he can play. I'm not talking about all-star players. I'm talking about depth. I'm talking about rotation. You're not sold completely on Austin Reeves. I am. I just think he can play. He no, knows- I, I, I'm, I'm sold on him. I'm just not putting him at the level you're putting yeah. him at. All right. You're, you're putting him at to take over the fourth quarter level, and I'm not there okay. yet. Well, I do see him do that. <laughs> I'm not, when they I'm call not ready to do him, that yet. He, he can it. do it. He did it, he did it I, in the playoffs a couple times. I agree did. with you. I'm not, I'm not sitting there expecting him to do it every series, every game, every play. But a few times in the series against Memphis, against Golden he State, did. he made some plays down the stretch. That was, that was and, impressive. you got to admit, he has no fear, man. He, he will try. He, he will stick his nose in the middle but of what it. What I'll say is, if he went to Golden State, you think they could beat the Clippers? I don't know. That's the part I don't think they. I, I would feel good about. Because well, he's beating the Clippers with the Lakers. I, I, that's what I'm saying. And I don't think this team, once they decimate their bench by trading them all away, that you have enough to beat them. Because starter for starter, I think, okay, maybe they, we'll call that a wash. But then you get to the bench, and they're way better than your bench. That may be the case, and maybe that's why when we have this conversation about LeBron going to Golden State and him saying, I'll just stay in L.A., once you start breaking everything down and start looking at the roster pieces and the moves that got to be moved for them to acquire you, the, the cupboard becomes bare and your okay. senses come right. back and you say, you know what, I, okay. I'd rather just stay in L.A. Right. And yet it still boils down to Lil Wayne's favorite player. <laughs> it just keeps coming down to that guy because you know what? When he's right, he's about as right as anybody playing the game. He's a top five player, Anthony Davis is, when he's right, right, when he is engaged, plugged in, he, he is perplexing, he is vexing, he is baffling, he is mysteriously inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But for the last, I don't know, six, eight weeks, it just feels like he's playing at a very high level. He's playing the way that he needs to play. That is correct. Why, why and you he... know what? He is more valuable than Steph Curry is right now. He's just more valuable because he's bigger and he's longer and he can play both ends and he can change the game in a subtle, good way that Steph can't. Skip, why do you think that Lakin proposed a proposal for LeBron? Like a real one. Like what, what, why would he do that? Because Draymond convinced him that LeBron was open for business. That's well, what. why would Draymond convince him that he's open for business, though? Because Draymond got overzealous, I'm telling you. You just think that Draymond... I'm, I'm just thinking think out in my head. I'm, I'm really trying to understand why... Somebody would knock on your door if you're not selling your house and because, ask you because, to sell it. Because, Keyshawn, if, and because I think in a small scenario, there's probably one scenario where it, if, if they put a proposal on LeBron's desk where you looked up and said, hey, they sent three, four first-rounders for you and we didn't lose any players and we even got a player, he'd be sitting there like, that might, that might be all right right there. But when they got to the nitty-gritty of it, and they looked up, and the actual proposals got on the table. He was like, to your point, he said, uh, I'm better off staying. So then there was an idea then, is what you're saying, that he would be willing to move. I'm saying, I'm saying there could have been a scenario that Draymond thought, hey. But why I- would Draymond think this 
just without getting information, though, dog. That's what I'm... Because, because I'm not, you think Draymond... Draymond gets overzealous. We know who Draymond is. Draymond gets excited. See, I'm not going to put that on Draymond like I, that. I, I, I like Draymond because I'm, I'm similar to that way. Like, if, if I get an idea wrapped in my head, look, you just got to give me... You don't got to give me a green light. You give me a yellow. And I'm, I'm running like you gave me green. Mm. I don't think if anywhere he's going, it's going to be New York anyway. If he opts out, it's going to be the Knicks. Okay. But that's going to be a Bronny situation, wherever Bronny goes. Yeah, that's okay. a, for sure a Bronny right. situation. Okay. A so West situation. Is it possible um, Draymond Green, a clutch client, just got used by Rich Paul and LeBron to encourage Joe Lacob to make a play, which only enhances LeBron's leverage and power in Los Angeles with the Lakers? I, would, I wouldn't say he got used. I would say that... That is probably a factor in him going ahead and saying, let's see if they, let's see what they say. Let's, let's see if we can get y'all to go and knock on their door and see if they willing to yeah. trade him, even though he may not want to go. Yeah, it's also possible LeBron was actually wondering, does she want to trade me? Is it, has it come to this? And I need to find out. And the best yeah. way to find out is to see if but, somebody knocks But, but like, usually. But I think you can, he could have gone to, like, he, to clutch his power and all that. They could have gone to Jeannie and like, hey, would y'all be willing? And she would tell him. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know about this whole thing. I think it was just Draymond getting overzealous and getting excitable and ran off. The owner's not going to say, go talk to Richard Sherman. The owner's going to say, I'm not trading no damn Richard Sherman. Get off, get off my phone. And that's it. You're not going to say go talk to Richard. But to your point about Clutch's power and their their whole stranglehold on the league, you've got to make this decision in that regard. Because otherwise, at the end of the season, if if, if you're not making him happy, then he's declining his option anyway, and you're losing him for nothing. That is true. So you you have to appease him to a degree, and that's what she was doing. She said, hey, I don't want to trade him, but talk to them. Yeah, but you wouldn't say that. You just simply say... I'm not going to trade him. But then what if they're frustrated? Then, then you... Then he's going to he leave anyway if he's frustrated. Right. But if he wants to leave and he wants to leave now and I appease him, at least I get some draft picks, I get some considerations in exchange. But you would know whether or not he wants to leave. Rob Palinka, Jeannie Buss would know whether or not uh, LeBron James wanted to leave the Lakers. They would know because they're already having these conversations not a day before... They've been having conversations for a while. Right. So, but, but how would I know? If, to your point, Draymond and these boys is coming to me at the last minute telling me he does want to be traded. Like, maybe it's something I didn't know. Hmm. Well, he's here to stay, and <laughs> I'm excited about the but, rest but of the Keyshawn, as you always say about this league, it is run by the Players. stars. Oh, yeah, stars. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. running it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So if LeBron finally decided, for whatever reason, I want to play with Steph and make a run up there, it just it would happen. Oh yeah, if he right. if he if he put his foot down, they probably would have blessed it. Mm-hmm. For sure, they would have blessed it. Okay, but he's here, and now you got a better chance than Golden State would have. With yeah, we got to crash in this year because yep. otherwise he's gonna be a Nick. You think so? Is that your prediction for next year? Didn't he say something about his right, his right arm? arm? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my prediction. If he okay. if he opts out, it's to the Knicks. Okay. Can you throw lefty? <laughs> <laughs> a good question.